listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayanna Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Deborah Williams is currently the Senior Director of Supplier Diversity and Sustainability at Premier Incorporated in Charlotte, North Carolina. She has more than 35 years of experience in business development, strategic contract negotiations, and supplier contract management in the healthcare industry. And she started out right here in Detroit. I mean, she's originally from Brooklyn, but we're say right here in Detroit at the Detroit Medical Center. Welcome, the original OG boss lady, my mom, Deborah Williams. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thanks, daughter, for having me on your podcast. You can't say daughter. You, know, <laughs> you can't say daughter. <laughs> that's, that's where she gets this boss lady vibe from. I see this resume sitting here, and I'm going, that's where she gets it from. <laughs> Very impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. So, Mrs. Williams, could you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into the healthcare industry? Well, you know, sometimes I think um, I didn't choose healthcare. Healthcare chose me. So, you know, I started off in the industry actually working as a Kelly girl. Uh, my first assignment was with Harper Grace Hospital. Um, a two-week assignment in the employee health center there, and I got recommended by the supervisor uh, for a full-time job, and two weeks later, I was employed at Harper Hospital as an assistant buyer in 1982. So I've enjoyed a great, um, my experience, my journey in healthcare has been very fulfilling. Um, the, The original manager that hired me actually served also as a mentor to help me build out my business acumen by going back to school, which I did for like 10 years part-time, worked degree by degree to continue to stay motivated. And so I'm proud to say 40 years later, I have two master's degrees, uh, one in business administration and one in management, but those degrees have really helped me broaden my experience and expertise in the industry working for not only a healthcare facility, but now at a national group purchasing organization that represents 4,100 acute care hospitals across the country. One of the flagship hospitals is Henry Ford Health in Detroit, Hmm. Michigan, and um, over 160,000 non-acute care entities. Oh, wow. That was a great plug for Premier Incorporated. Absolutely. <laughs> my best. <laughs> so, raising kids, how is the, the combination, would you say, of raising kids and still having a successful um, career? Well, it, it, it is a challenge, um, but not that big of a challenge that you can't overcome it. Um, you know, I, I think with all things, you know, there's always going to be gives and takes that you have to make uh, throughout your life, uh, especially when you have kids and, 
you got a full-time or a demanding job, you're going to school. So you just, I guess, really get really good at time management, uh, trying to balance and juggle everything. Um, you, you know, I always say, you know, when you refer to that masters of all, or, you know, I'm a, what, how does that saying go? Um, Jack of all trades. Yeah, jack of all trades. Master of many, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think when you look at that and think that you can do all of this and do it, you know, to a great level of success, you can. However, there's always going to be, you know, peaks and valleys. But you Uh, you didn't just raise children, you raised successful children. And I I think that's a difficult thing when you're very successful you're obviously very talented and, 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 and a career woman in your own right. And so how do you raise successful children? Because I see a lot of people, a lot of parents raising children um, that are very successful, raising children, but then the children do not, um, it's not like they're not good kids, but they don't achieve the same level of success or go beyond where their parents were. So how did you achieve that? Well, you know, I can't take all the credit. I mean, you got to take uh, the, the kid itself has to take a lot of credit. I, I, I'm always um, looking at my daughter. She's, she's a risk taker. So while, you know, I may have given her some foundational things that she could draw on and lean on, the rest of it comes from her innate ability to, you know, recognize that she's a reference. Her Lord and Savior has equipped her with a lot of great tools in which to draw upon. Um, And I don't want to take all of the credit because a lot of the credit also goes to her father. So I think, you know, between the two personalities, we were very demanding of ourselves, meaning that we were also demanding of our our children. Um, And we gave them a lot of uh, things that they could rely on, you know, so uh, I always thought that, you know, when we both leave this earth, we want to know that when we leave her here to carry on the legacy, if you are, um, that she would have the capabilities to do that. And I think she, she's demonstrated that she draws upon not only, you know, what we've, we've provided to her as her parents, but also what God has gifted her with, um, you know, through her spirit. Sure. spirit of risk taking, um, you know, a lot of that are qualities that she saw in us as examples. Uh, and she can lean on that, you know, in order to keep, you know, going and, and motivating herself. Sure. Absolutely. I heard you mention that. Um, so you, you're, you're highly educated. You're probably, you have an MBA. So you are in the 17th percentile of Americans. So only 17% of Americans have grad degrees. I know that because I have a grad degree as well. Um, I'm asking you that. I'm saying that to say that, how did you balance that? I mean, you have children, you have a fantastic career, and you're still constantly, constantly going through self-improvement. How, how, how did you do that? Especially when, you know, there, there are the, I, I understand how young people can do it today because you can do it online. There are so many other tools and resources for them to do it. But you were doing it at a time when you more than likely had to physically be there. And, and that's, that's a hard thing to do. H- how did you manage everything? Well, I think you have to first and foremost, 
make a commitment to yourself. Um, you know, what kept me going to be able to, man, I mean, because there was a lot of nights I was exhausted when mm-hmm. I got up in the morning to go to work to start the whole process all over again. Sure. Um, uh, to a greater or lesser extent, Miss um, Ayana Boss, Lady of Detroit. There you go. <laughs> you know, I played. I was such a perfect kid, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, how could we forget that? Um, but, you know, I took on the responsibility of also making sure that I was connected to the people that she was connected to through her peers. You know, so it wasn't just that she brought her friends over to the house and introduced me to them. I wanted to know who their parents were. Sure. To actually meet their parents and stuff. And so, you know, I guess having a commitment first and foremost to yourself, um, that that will help motivate you and get you through a lot of those, you know, long sleepless nights when you're studying for school or you have a very demanding meeting you're planning for the next day, or you got to go to parent-teacher conference. Um, and, and I'll just give you a little story. You know, so I was going through a really challenging time where I got a promotion, so I was doing my old job, my new job, and then, um, you know, going to school part-time and all of that. And I came home one day, and my good daughter here had neglected to tell me that it was parent-teacher night. (laughs) Of course. And so I was driving home, 7 o'clock at night, uh, and I saw it on the school marquee. And I'm like, wow, how did I miss that notification? School is a snitch. You know. (laughs) (laughs) But nonetheless, I think um, I tell you that story because, you know, as, as your kids start growing up, they figure out different ways uh, to do what they want to do, even though you may have, you know, discipline, you know, certain rules that you say, no, you can do this, you can't do that at this time or that time or what have you. But nonetheless, um, you still have to stay engaged enough in everything that they're doing that you're doing uh, to where if you steer away a little bit, you you don't go away so far that you can't pull yourself back on track. Sure. And so, you know, having the discipline and discernment to be able to check yourself, whether you admit it to somebody else or not, at least you will be able to look yourself in the eye and say, okay, I'm not going to tell my mom that she was right, but I know that she was right. Right. (laughs) Was that just a moment? I think that was just a moment. Well, I was supposed to say, Mom, you were right about something. A lot of stuff. Exactly. But, you know, so it's, 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 it's all kind of balancing things. But I think the joy that you get even juggling all of those things, um, you know, because when you think about it, you, you want to be successful in your own right sure. as a parent, not only in parenting your children, but also in achieving your individual accomplishments. Um, you also want to stay authentic, you know, and in the moment and make sure that, you know, sometimes you have a tendency, I know I have, I've had a tendency to be too strict, you know, when I probably should have 
relax the reins a little. Sure. Um, I.E. all the long dresses I wore to high school that came to my ankles. Oh, I was just reliving And now you're forgetting the, the flower dresses that I love to decorate you with. Too. <laughs> so so and, um, you've had a busy life. You're raising children, going to school. You have a fantastic, phenomenal career. Oh, wait, we have to correct some things there, Naya. <laughs> she raised a child. <laughs> Me, myself, <laughs> and I. Well, spoiled. <laughs> the dog, Miss Princess, is really, that she keeps calling my sister. It's, you know. Spoiled. <laughs> so I, I'm curious to know, when your life began, and I'm asking because you and I, we, we, I think we've had a similar, similar journey uh, in some, some capacity. What are you doing with your free time? Like when you realize that, okay, I'm in my career, at some point your career becomes, you know, it's, it's a career, but it's also something, it gets easier. The longer that you're in, in it, it gets a little easier because you know what the expectations are, you know what the requirements are, and you're able to fulfill them uh, at a higher level with less time. Um, your children are adults and you've graduated college. So now you find yourself with, rather than having to focus on three and four things at a time, you're kind of just focused on one thing, which frees up a lot of time. I'm just curious to know, how do you occupy, occupy your few free time? Well, I'm a world traveler. There you I go. Um, I it took my first cruise when I was 50. Um, awesome. and found that I really enjoyed uh, that experience. So I've been on a number of cruises since yeah. then. Um, I love going to places that, you know, like Europe. Um, I was telling my girlfriend when I first started doing the cruises, um, we were going to all these, West, you know, the, the Caribbean, the Western Caribbean, the Southern Caribbean. I'm like, look, I, I, I can't do another Caribbean cruise. <laughs> got to go to place that Jesus walked the earth in 1 AD, if you will. And so she invited me for my first European cruise um, to the Greek Isle. Oh, nice. And um, what I enjoy about cruises or traveling in general, you just get to meet people with different cultures. You get to see people, you know, after having the experience of traveling, I, I always think of our lives here in, in the United States States of being 10 times better than a lot of these countries I've had the opportunity to visit. Um, because truly, even our poor people in America is not as poor as, as you know, in some countries. Sure, sure. But I really enjoy traveling. I also now find that I enjoy yard work. So I'm, you know, uh, a landscaper now by my own trade. I only do my own house, so I'm not you know, putting any shingles out in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to do it myself kind of project. Right. So, the DIYs. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much how I occupy my time. And I, again, I just consider myself to be a lifelong learner. Right. So I always um, value the opportunity to experience new things, read books, travel, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Mind, I'm mindful that when I first left Detroit in 2005, um, after working at the Detroit Medical Center for 20 years, first and foremost, my daughter says, you can't leave? Where are you going? You got grand 
kid. And I'm like, yeah, they're your kids. They're not my kids. So, <laughs> right, you know, right. So you're, like, you're rediscovering yourself and finding out right. what you like and exploring the things that, you know, having some time. It must feel really good to do the things that you really want to do rather than the things that you have to do. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so that's how I occupy my time. And, and what I find is that between still working full time Sure. And doing all of those kind of things, planning trips or doing yard work and stuff like that, I still find that I still don't have enough time in the, you know, in the 24-hour day, you know, so I, sometimes I have to stop myself, you know, because I, I can exhaust myself trying to do everything all at one time. So, right. And yeah. now you realize you don't have to do that anymore. You can kind of take it at your own pace. Well, to a greater elector, as long as I'm working a full-time job and, and the demanding job that I have, I, I don't have that luxury as you just expressed it because um, my days are still filled with, you know, a lot of work things, conference calls, back-to-back conference calls, putting together presentations for meetings and all of that kind sure. of stuff. And then I do have to figure out how to shut down especially now that we're all working from home. Um, you know, I've, I've been working like to 10, 11 o'clock at night and you know, that that's not good either. But nonetheless, I, I do find that now going into my golden years, um, when I retire, I'm just trying to uh, set it up for, the, for my next journey. Uh, Is a book in that journey? Yeah, after reading your book, I think I should. <laughs> I think you should too. I, I, I think you have a lot of insight, a lot of knowledge that a lot of women uh, will, will love to hear about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Then, so I'm going I'm to get around to that for sure. <laughs> well, mom. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> As you know, the name of the podcast is Love Sex Business. So we've taken care of the business. So now it's time to dive into love and sex. And here in the studio, we have a bowl. You see the bowl? Yeah. Filled with different questions oh about my God. love, sex, and relationships. <laughs> and so, since, yes. So since you're not here, I'm going to shake it up really good. But since you're not here, I'm going to pick three questions from the bowl. And it's one for each one of us. And I'm going to read them all three out. And you get to pick which one you want to answer, which one you want Naya to answer, and which one you want me to answer. Okay. All right. So I'm going to let you see the bowl so you know I didn't pre-pick them. <laughs> so here's question number one. I'm going to put that to the side. Here's question number two. And here's question number three. All right. So question number one is, how do you keep the romance alive with kids at home? Question number two is, when did you first fall in love and how did the relationship end? And question number three is, is it important to know your partner's number or is that private? So which one do you want to answer? Can I pick which one I want, I mean, I want you to answer? Okay, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, so I'll pick question number two for you. When did you first fall in love? 
and how did the relationship end? Well, actually, I fell in love with your father. <laughs> I knew that. That's why uh, I wanted to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, I can exhale now. <laughs> when I was 19 years old, I met him in New York. Um, he actually, I, I used to tell him before, um, he uh, transitioned that um, God put him in my life for a season, um, but also for a reason. And there were two. The first was to help me grow and build my self-confidence as a young lady. And the second is when I got pregnant with you. Um, what were you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna just give the background of my name because my name is awesome. And this is the story that my parents told me about my name. So for those that don't know, my middle name is Thursday. And my first name is Ayana. It means beautiful flower. I was born in May. So April showers bring May flowers on Thursdays. <laughs> and my parents knew that I was going to be famous because they named me after the actress Tuesday Wells. And so they, that's why they named me Thursday. Oh, okay. So that's, wow. what, I, that's what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> So question number two and question number three. Oh, so which one do you want, Naya? Since I let let Naya. What were they again? So number that we have left, number two is, is it important to know your partner's number or is that private? And then the third one is, how do you keep the romance alive with kids at home? I think it's, I'm gonna go with the partner's number question. <laughs> I think it's important to know the number. I want to know what I'm dealing with. Do you, you ever think I mean? you're going to get the real number? Well, I hope at some point there's a certain level of honesty that comes out. And um, Why do you say? need to know? I, I, it's important for me to know because I know I lived my life a certain way. And I want to be with someone that has lived a life in a similar fashion. I don't want to walk into a room and run into 10 people or 15 people that you've been with. And then I got to deal with all this nonsense. You know what I mean? I, at least if I know, then I'm prepared for it rather than not knowing. And it kind of gets me off guard. But mm -hmm. for me personally, I would prefer to know. Okay. And no, I'm not revealing my own personal number. Hypocritical statement. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've only had two partners ever in my life. Yes. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question then is, how do you keep the romance alive with kids at home? You put them out and lock the doors. <laughs> Simple. Simple. Easy. To the point. Easy. <laughs> Easy. You put them out, lock the doors, and... um. And and that's that. Got the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> or well, you could wait till they fall asleep, right? There is a cutoff. Today these kids don't these have bedtime. These kids don't go to they sleep. <laughs> Nine o'clock used to be the cutoff. Remember? They be up at three o'clock in the morning on TikTok. Girl. You're like, what? Look, really? Why? Why? Exactly. So if you you know you lock your door, and and. Then you cut the TV on, you know, and they just be like, Mama, Dad's always watch the TV. <laughs> it's like that commercial, 
fruit bowls. Have you seen the commercial fruit bowls? <laughs> no. Where fruit bowls is a uh, euphemism for sex, basically. And so the parents use the word fruit bowls instead of the word sex. Uh, and so they're like, well, we're eating a lot of uh, candy, but we're not having many fruit bowls. <laughs> I've had to start using the fruit bottle. <laughs> well, we would like to thank you, Mrs. Williams, for coming on. Thank you so much. Show with us today. And um, is there anything that you have going on um, that you want us to know about or um, anything in the works besides editing my book? Uh, okay. Besides, okay. So that's obviously a to do. Um, but I don't know. I'm just looking forward to post-COVID. I'm, I'm kind of going stir crazy, not being able to travel anywhere. Um, I'm looking forward, though, hopefully, to uh, seeing you out in Las Vegas in November, Thanksgiving. So. Yes. We're going to have fun. I'm excited yes. for that, too. Yes, exactly. So that's, that's the only two things I have on the horizon. Okay. Well, we would like to thank you for coming on Love Sex Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. And you have a wonderful day. You guys too. And love spending time with you today. Thank you.